Welcome back to the Roll to Metal pre-show announcements, the segment you've been waiting for. Hey, that Brindlewood Bay Kickstarter is something else, isn't it? We have a link in the show notes if you haven't been there. Up until now, here on Roll to Metal, we have not recorded the character advancement sessions. We like to put everything out in character, and it took us a little while to sort of think about how to do a kind of a level-up thing in a way that would be interesting to listen to. And I think we found a way to do it. It also progresses some character development and some plots. Now, in the game, you're supposed to do a character advancement at the end of every mystery. Should we do a whole episode about character advancement every time we finish a mystery here on the show? Probably not, but uh, it's worth trying to keep y'all informed of how our mavens are doing and how they're growing. We have two bonus episodes left. They are recorded and ready to go, one next week and one the week after. The first is a community Q&A with Jason Cordova, frequently asked questions that people have written in, and he has answered for them. And the second is another roundtable discussion, and this time it is filled with keeper advice, sometimes for new keepers and sometimes experienced keepers can learn a thing or two from time to time. But for now, let's you and me, and let's all of us, spend a little bit of time in a cozy little place void of murder. I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, whose stage fright previously was purely based upon anxiety, but now is, for good reason, legitimate fear for safety. Hi, I'm Helen Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, the town menace and lover of scones. She started researching grief counseling and then realized she didn't want anyone to tell her what the fuck to do. So, that's out the window for now. I'm Willow Wilson, and I'm playing Renette Bollinger, who is currently on hold with her glitter dealer, because she's going to need a lot of glitter to uh, recover from this absolutely horrible day. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal. Welcome on in. You know what? I think that's all for now. Okay? Let's go. Today was a really nice day. At least the air was. The very calm breeze. The perfect amount of cloud cover. And I think everyone would agree regardless of whatever events occurred. I mean, the temperature was just really nice. The humidity was on point. Eventually, Fern's Bronco got towed from the driveway, and the three of you, around three o'clock, had the opportunity to finally go home. How is the car ride home? I imagine it starts off very tense, just a lot of trying just sitting tensely and processing all of that stuff that has happened. Yeah, quiet processing. But I don't think it stays quiet. Oh, no, it does not. Um, (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, So I'm going to say that it does start for a good solid 10 minutes of complete silence. And you have never, ever been in Birdie's car and haven't been silent ever and then i think birdie just like snaps to attention realizes she hasn't had any music on and she immediately rolls down the windows and says you know what you know what fuck this no we're not being sad anymore and blast cotton eyed joe (laughs) um for probably the rest of the journey over and over again you really can't think about anything else when you're blasting Cotton Eye Joe so loudly in stereo in the car and there's no escape from it. So it's like you you can't be sad because you can't be anything but Cotton Eye Joe. You know, <laughs> this is healthy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is fully immersed in the feeling, the state of consciousness that is listening to Quantine Joe blasting out the speakers of your car and also just fully weeping. I was going to say, yeah, and about like 15 minutes in, uh, you do see Birdie kind of like muttering to herself, where did he come from? Where did he go? Just crying silently. That's at least 36 cop night Joes. That's a unit of measurement now. Yeah. Also, After this car ride, it is an official unit of measurement. Do you guys stop her? Do you just let it happen? Is it just like, you know what? She's grieving. She can have this. Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think okay. so. And I think Renette <laughs> needs this too, somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not sure what it is she's getting from it. It's something. It's something. <laughs> Highly recommend, guys. Um, definitely don't use it in place of therapy, like Birdie will. But like, try it out sometime. <laughs> I I think we we drop off um, Georgie first. Well, Calliope is still there. It's a little after three. There are a few people in there when Ringo pulls up in the parking lot. Calliope was prepared for you to have the whole day off. And it looks like she's got it under control, but do you want to go in and check in with her? Or what is your plan, Georgie? We established there's another entrance, but she'll go in through the knitting shop. She'll go in through Knitwit Haven to get up to her apartment to just, like, see how Calliope's doing. Like, enjoy the, like, the centering calm of, like, this is my place. This is my store. No one's going to get poisoned with tea here. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are a few people in here, but it's pretty calm. The table in the back, as you sort of pass by, say hello to Calliope, Tamatori is there. This is one of her her early knitting lessons. She looks very focused. She's the kind of person who must get this right every time. She has not been getting it right every time yet, but she's dedicated. Calliope smiles and leaves her area where she was straightening up. How is tea? Tea was a lot. Um, I will like, I will tell you the whole story tomorrow, but it was a very, it was a very fraught day. Oh no. It was I, not what we were expecting. I heard their, their baked goods were, are, are supposed to be really good. You didn't, well, okay. Oh, you, you tell me I, whenever. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will give you the whole story tomorrow. I'm quite tired. I think I'll just, um, check in, check the schedule for classes, and then I'll probably head on upstairs. And a few minutes later, you find yourself entering your cozy little space. And as you close the door behind you, you do feel a sense of security and a sense of calm. And maybe if you knit for a little bit, it will remove any lingering conditions that you may have. (laughs) What a great idea. I think I'll grab a project and work on it. As you begin to knit and you get lost in your activity here, some emotions and some memories sort of go through your mind. So you sort of think about these things that you're able to do uh, this afternoon. Did you have any social goals? Was there anything that you were trying to accomplish? Acting half my age. (laughs) And showing that I still got it. So you think about your your on and again, off again goal of acting like a woman half your age. <laughs> did you do you feel like you met that goal this afternoon? Indeed, uh, in an embarrassing way, I made a fool of I uh, fangirled. I completely fangirled and lost my composure when I met Laura Sanchez. That definitely felt like uh, something a younger Georgie would have done. Yeah, you know what. As you think about that, the next episode of her podcast is due to be released tomorrow. How do you feel about that? I'm going to un unsubscribe. Oh. It's a big deal. <laughs> I need to find a, a new podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you file that away. You'll remember to do that. <laughs> and you wanted to show someone that you've still got it. Do you think you did? 
Yeah, we definitely went right down into tunnels and found pirate treasure, which is like a, hey, I can, I'm out there doing stuff. Um, and yeah, I think that would be the big, the big one. And if you think of yourself as a character and you feel that maybe you have a certain number of maybe five points in an XP track in order to kind of quote level up as the kids say, how many, how many ticks in your XP track do you have? Well, um, I believe because we solved a mystery cause we are excellent at mystery solving. I have filled my track and spilled one over. Do you feel like you're getting better in some way? That maybe you've picked up skills or maybe uh, new abilities or anything? I feel that I have picked up a new ability in the form of a adopting a cat with whom I have a very strong bond and she will become the yarn store cat under the move Gordon Shumway. <laughs> Bonus points if you know what TV show that's from. I do not, but there's a cat and I know what Alf. I'm going to name her. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I know because yeah. we brought it up before. Yeah. That feels like a hundred thousand years ago. <laughs> it does indeed. Time is soup. Yeah. Interesting. So we're definitely going to need to know more about this cat. So maybe for right now, you are motivated. To find this this yeah. this cat. I'm going to go to a pet adoption this week and get a kitten. I think that's great. And we're going to have to learn more about that. Um, maybe a group adventure. I need to know everything about this cat. I need a name. I need a description. I need... Um, uh, What's their know, star height, sign? Are they weight, a Virgo? Length, What's happening? Backstory, everything. How? Like, the, what color are their little beans? Do what class would they play in D anD? d That is <laughs> that is very important. Bard. <laughs> and as you look around your cozy little place, are there any items that you've been carrying around with you that you'd like to leave here? Any items from today's adventures? that you brought home with you or any items in your place that you would like to take out of your place and maybe carry around in your knitting bag. Make sure that I have my ivory, the ivory knitting needles with the gold sheaves and I wear the compartment ring. Can I take both? Can I take two things? Sure. Okay. Did you bring the pirate treasure home with you? Yes, I did. Do you want to put it somewhere in your cozy little place? Or are you going to continue to carry all of it around with you in your knitting bag? Um, I'm going to put it, I'm going to empty a candy dish and put it on there like a display. Like <laughs> You feel a lot just better. Just next to oh. Werther's. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had to unmute myself. I'm just imagining 100%. like the little yep. Werther's and some peppermints mm -hmm. and just these fucking pirate coins. Yeah. Yeah. There was a middle uh, bowl of just miscellaneous hard candy. And I emptied that out for the pirate treasure so that it could be between the Werther's and the mints. <laughs> that is a fine choice. How is your knitting project? Do you need more time with this with this project? I mean, she's de I'm definitely working on a cardigan, and so I've made it through a couple of the color repeats, and I feel confident that I can put it down and mark on my pattern where I am and pick it up later. So, like, this piece of working through it is complete, I think. Yeah, that's probably a good time to set it down, to do some adjustments with your, your candy bowls, add some coins. <laughs> And that's probably about the time when you hear a knock on the door. I get up and I look through the little peephole. How long has it been since you've seen your favorite student, Christina? Pause. Did we? I can't remember if she was in the fever dream or not. Was she in the fever dream? Oh, no, she was not. In your fever dream, Daisy talked to you about being your favorite student, who you taught to bake, but maybe now looking through the people and looking at Christina, there's something about that. Like, no, that wasn't it was Daisy. Chris it was Christina. Yeah. But no, there she is. She's got her spiky purple hair with green little tips. 
Yeah, how long has it been? I'd say probably a year. That makes sense because she did open a bake store, but you know that it's seasonal. So off season, she leaves. I fling the door open. And she has a great grin on her face. And she says, hi, Mrs. Sullivan. How are you? Is it okay if I just stop by like this? It is always a delight to see you. You have made my day. Please come inside. Thank you. I have someone I'd like you to meet. And she stoops down and she picks up a little baby carrier. And there is a little, maybe six month, eight month little baby. I thought it was going to be a cat. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping it would be a cat, but fine, a baby. And she holds it up and she says, I wanted to introduce you to our new boy. Donnie is, uh, we just got back just this week. Um, Donnie's downtown. He's getting ready to reopen for the season. Brindlewood bakes pies and cakes. Oh my goodness. He's so precious. Sorry. What, what did you name him? Come inside. May I hold him? Oh my gosh. I have so many questions. Yeah, she comes right inside and maybe she looks a little red. Maybe she looks a little like she's blushing, but she stoops and she unbuckles him, picks up this little boy. And as she's sort of handing him over to you, she says, this is George. Oh, George. I (laughs) cry a little bit, start getting really like, emotional and i i snuggle up this baby boy and i just like i'm just having a whole conversation with him (laughs) she takes a a paper grocery bag from the floor and she says i brought you a few things we have some new some new recipes that we're going to try out that uh and i you're always the one whose opinion matters most to me when it comes to this sort of thing. And I wanted to just drop off a couple of these little pies and get your thoughts. I don't think I'm nailing this crust. This isn't the way I want it to be. And yours was always my favorite. And I thought maybe, maybe you would, wouldn't mind coming down in the next week and um, giving me a couple of ideas on, on maybe some of my lattice work. I would absolutely love to come down and, you know, play in the kitchen with you. Absolutely. I'll bring some of my closely held secrets and, uh, you know, now's a good time as any to pass them down. Thank you. That means a lot. I was, I, I mean, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but I was also wondering if you would be interested in, we were thinking about some additional programming this year, maybe running some classes for kids. I don't know if you're interested in, in helping. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to pressure you into anything, but I know that you were a really big impact on me and the way I feel about how my life should take shape. And if there's a way to let you keep doing that, if you wanted to, it's not, you know, no, no pressure, no pressure. But if you wanted to, we were thinking about maybe running some classes for kids so it's an open invitation. You don't have to answer right now. You can answer whenever you want. It's that's fine. That would be wonderful. I would love to have that opportunity. I have more free time nowadays as Calliope is really taking a lot of responsibility at the store. So it gives me more time to do more community engagement like that. I would that would just be a wonderful way to spend time. But you show up, you bring a baby, <laughs> the sweetest little baby boy ever. You uh, it's just, it's so good to see you. I i can't even describe how much this really brightened my day. I think uh, it's so good to see you. It's always good to see you. Can I cut you a piece of pie? Oh yeah. Yes. That would be great. We have a honey pecan and then we have a new take on a classic cherry, which, which would you prefer? I think that a new take on a classic cherry would be just right. Renette and Bertie. You've dropped Georgie off. Where are you off to now? Is Cotton Eye Joe still blasting in your car? What do you take me for? A coward? 
Of course, it's still blasting in my okay, car. Cool. Just, just checking, just checking in. I just wanted to make sh- to confirm the vibes. Um, it's, it's not going to stop until somebody stops me. Because this Renette is how we're coping. Renette is not going to stop you. Renette is in this with you. That's what's happening in the car. Is there any like chain drive-through fast food places around Brindlewood Bay? Yeah, I think there is a there is a drive-through. Burger place. What was it called? Burger. The Berg. Yeah. <laughs> the Berg. <laughs> I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> we're going to the Berg. It is only drive through. I it's will a Berg not... Express. You know the Berg the Express. Just the drive through. Right. It's not the like Express yeah. Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will not pause nor turn off Cotton Eye Joe. I will turn it down just enough so they can hear me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting the greasiest shit. The just so bad, so so bad. Um, comfort food up the wazoo. You're gonna feel it for the next day or two. Kind of comfort food where your stomach is like, oh, why would you do this to me? Just gross. Renette yeah. is getting two extra large diet cokes, and that's it. <laughs> She's double fisting her diet cokes. I think Bertie pops the um, glove compartment and hands her another um, flask. Burnett dumps it into one of her Diet Cokes. Russian roulette. I like it. And replaces the replaces the flask. <laughs> kind of just like mixes the Diet Cokes up in her hands. Kind of like a shell game, but it's hard because it's just two hands. And you can also taste the difference. Um, but you know what? It's, it's the thought that counts. Renette, where do you live? What does your house look like as Bertie pulls up? My little hovel is, um, it's not too far from the center of the town. It's, you know, still up in the hustle and bustle of things, but like on the outskirts of the busy part, you know, and um, it's, it's a nice and cozy. It's, it's pretty small. It's, uh, it's just me. So there's not a lot of space that I need, um, except for most of it is basically my workshop uh, where I make stuff because it's a condo. It's a condo. It's pretty cute. Um, like maybe some neighbors have done some nice gardening and stuff. That's not really Renette's scene, but you know she appreciates that there's other people keeping the keeping the street looking nice. I go in, set down my diet coke, and I set down my other diet coke. I I shed my my blazer that uh, you may recall is torn. I weep a little bit over the blazer. I've already done my weeping over the other things. This is all for the blazer. I'm gonna sit for a while, assess the damage to my blazer, drink my Diet Coke and just process. What is it about your workshop that really feels cozy? It's just got all my favorite fabrics. You know, anyone who sews or anyone who does any craft you know, you, you end up with with a stash. You end up with a big old stash of stuff that you've compiled. And of course, uh, Renette's fabric stash is chaotically organized in one corner, but the better fabrics, like the ones that you're not just going to like shove into a box, those are properly draped around you know, hung up, like some of some there's, she's got a really nice, um, like velvet brocade that's hanging up kind of like a drape because like, it's not like hung up as like a tapestry, but it looks like a tapestry and she's not going to just like fold it. Cause that would ruin the, that, that, that could ruin the pile of it. It is hung up very fancy, like, and you know, you just look around and you, you see all the potential in these fabrics, even if it's fabrics that you've had forever and you're like I'm gonna do something with that but still just looking at it makes you happy because it's pretty and you're gonna you're gonna make something out of it any day now any day could be now and you're starting to do a little repair work on your on your jacket yeah just a little bit blazer yeah as you start to do some repairs your mind goes back to this afternoon and you start to think about maybe your social goals that you might have had. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you were intending to do? Any any behaviors you were you were hoping to exert today? Yeah, funny you should mention that. Um, 
I feel like I, uh, I've accomplished uh, a lot in my, uh, in my day. Did I behave like a woman half my age? I'd say that I did. Bernie and I were doing a little scheme. I was distracting the scary kitchen lady with conversation. We did search for pirate treasure, as one does when you are a woman half of Burnett's age. I think that's right. I think yeah. climbing down a, a ladder into a dark cave. Yeah. And uh, so secondly, uh, did I dote on someone? I would say I have. I had some very fond um, feelings and I really saw the potential of Percy, the realest bitch in this island, and he's gone. But that, that kid, that kid had so much potential. I, he had such a bright future and I just wanted to help him out. Yeah, I think you you did both of those things. And I solved a mystery. That's three things. How is your XP track? Well, I uh, now with those three things, I have four things out of five checked off. So I'm not leveling, leveling up this time, but I, I feel stronger. Pretty soon you'll learn some new things. Any day now. As you look around your workshop, you think about the things that you've been carrying around with you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you've been carrying with you that you feel like you don't need to carry with you or anything in your workshop that you want to remember to put in your pockets the next time you go out? Definitely. Uh, well, my, my stylish outfit is one of, is one of those things and I happen to be repairing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got my, my antique leather working tools. I used them once, but I think I am going to keep them on me, you know, in case of a sudden leather working emergency. Mm-hmm. You never know. I don't think I'm going to need my Chicago playbill signed by Bob Fosse. So I think I'm going to keep that in its little uh, shadow box frame on my wall. And then I've, of course, got my box of stuff from my seven spouses. If I'm feeling sentimental after all of this weird day, Cotton Eye Joe still blaring in my head, I'll probably just look through the stuff, make sure everything's there, put it back, memories and all that. But that's all. What about these French gold coins? Oh, yeah. My uh, my pirate treasure is French. My French pirate treasure. I think I'm going to definitely put some of it on display in my cozy place because how cool is that? I might want to like turn one into like a, a little, like a button. <laughs> oh, one of them I'm going to sew onto my, onto my blazer as a new button, you know, a new clasp. And I think it's, I think it's pretty neat. And some time has gone by. You feel as though the sense of mortality that has been dragging at you all day is lifting. You feel like you don't have that kind of condition anymore. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. I will never die. <laughs> And you're just putting the finishing touches on your blazer when your phone rings. When you meet someone and you put them in your phone, do you make sure to put their name in? Uh, I'll put their name and some and like in like it'll be like first name, last name. And then it's like company or something. I'll just put like something to remember, something to help jog my memory. I'll do like first name and then something like Percy um, realist bitch or something like that. What did you put next to Caliban? Caliban sunglasses guy. That pops right up on your phone. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll answer. Uh, hey, it's Renette. Renette. Great. I was, I was hoping to, to catch you. Am I interrupting anything? Uh, no, it's just me. I'm just at home. What's going on? Well, uh, I think I need your help. Do you, if you if you maybe have 30, 40 minutes, I'm at the animal shelter and I could really use your advice. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me just change into something I don't mind getting hair on and I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there, I guess. About 10, 15 minutes later. It's because uh, the animal shelters maybe, uh, let's say it's a 10 minute walk. Caliban is standing out front. He looks a, a little nervous. He's wearing an odd shirt. It's kind of a nice button down shirt that seems a little familiar, but maybe you initially don't 
place it. Mm-hmm. But when he sees you, he sort of brightens a little and says, you're a dog person, right? I'm uh, sure. Why not? I've never really uh, been much of a, uh, I've never, I've never had an animal myself. I guess some of my spouses had, I don't know. I, di- I didn't really get involved in that, but yeah, sure. Why not? What, what's going on? I can be a dog person. I feel like I haven't really retired. My new house isn't really a home until I have a dog. Okay. And there are two in here. I was hoping to get your your opinion on. Okay. Help me if we're talking If we're talking aesthetics, I can certainly help. The two of you go through into the kennel. There's a little boy and <gasps> there's boy. a little girl. Okay. And he sees, uh, yeah, these these are them. And uh, I'm going to need some descriptions, Jonah. Tell me about the boy. I get to describe them. Okay, let me roll some things. I don't know what what the context is that I'm rolling. Okay, let's see. A three, a nice medium-sized boy. Short hair, light brown, um, with like pointy ears and a really dopey grin. Uh, like a few little white speckles. And, um, just, just like a, the, the dumbest smile that is just so cute. And you just know he wants to play. Um, he's a perfect little boy. Uh, he's wagging really hard and he's got very little feet, feet that shouldn't be that little compared to the rest of them. And it's really, really cute. Cause he steps, he does those little tippity tappities when he's as excited. It's really cute. He is super happy to see you. He's kind of hoppy. He's wagging his tail like he's going to fall over. Tell me about the little girl. Okay, the little girl. Let me roll another thing. Oh, right. This is a big dog. I rolled a six. That's a big, she's a big girl. She's, uh, I want to say like a German shepherd mix, but more of on like more on the reddish brown side. Not a lot of the black in there. Um, kind of longer hair. Um, she's got really, really big feet. Uh, she's still a a puppy, but she's, you know, she's going to be a very big girl and her feet are just unwieldy. It's precious. She's sitting very dainty, like with her tail wagging. Oh, and she's doing that little butt scoot thing where she's sitting and being a very, very good girl, but she's really excited. And she, her little butt is scooting around, uh, her, her ears, like they're going to be pointy at one point, but they're a little bit flop. Well, one of them is flopping down. Uh, she has these really, really pretty, pretty eyes that are just glittery. I mean, they're, they're, they're dog brown eyes, but they're like kind of like a goldish brown and really, really cute. And, and I love her. Uh, so both of them are super excited to see you and they're just all snuffly and they're all hoppy and very waggy. And Caliban just kind of, he, he's got a huge grin on his face and he says, I think I know what I have to do. Okay. But this is the first time I'm I'm getting uh, pets on my own, and I always like to check in with someone before mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, look at them; they're already getting along. Uh, hello. I can't just get one, can I? You you could, but you don't have to. Right, I don't. Besides, I mean, they're they're going through a lot of change, uh, being, being adopted. I mean, it's a good thing. Good thing. They're getting there. They're getting a good home, but you know, it's still a lot of change if they have to go through it alone, being separated from their friends. I have to assume that they have formed a very solid friendship already just by proximity. You wouldn't want to separate friendship. No, 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 of course not. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have to get them both. I yeah. think I have to get them both. Oh, that's nice. Hey, Ronette. Yeah, what's up? Um, he kind of uh, does this little thing with his hand where he like tugs at his shirt a little bit. You know, we we talked before about how you're a, a costumer, about how yeah. you 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 know everything about that world. Everything, yeah. Well, about two weeks ago now, I looked you up on the the IMDb dot com, mm-hmm. and holy cow! How uh, I don't even know how many movies. I think they ran out of the space under your profile. And maybe when he says that, you do recognize the shirt? 
uh, from one of the movies that you costumed. It was the the romantic one. You you do have some kind of an emotional reason for having picked this shirt to dress the romantic lead in. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was about this shirt? It was the contrast of the thread used against the fabric. It was a it was a different color. It was like it was a a, a creamy white shirt. Uh, you know, a, a rich enough fabric, but with but still like but without being like over, over dramatic. And what really made it unique was the uh, the burgundy silk thread used to keep it together. It kept, a, it, it added a nice little twist, a little contrast without being too tacky. And I just think it really fit the character's vibe. Yeah. And I think it really works well with Caliban's eyes <laughs> and his hair. The more of these movies that you worked on that I've seen, uh, because I then I went to, do, oh, do you know the uh, the Netflix, the Netflix dot com? Do you know that one? Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm familiar. Right. Um, well, I've been getting the DVDs to watch your movies. I've got to say, even though not all of the stories really resonate with me, I'm not a movie person, but <laughs> I can, I notice your work. A lot. My goodness, you know, I I always say it's the it's the costumes that really make or break a piece. It's you know if if you don't if it doesn't look right if it doesn't feel right on the actors, that changes the whole mood of the. It changes the whole dynamic on set. It changes the dynamic of the of the viewer and the movie itself. You know. Yeah. Did you have, I, I don't mean to keep you, but did, did you have anything else that you were doing this evening? Um, so I, I need to take these two for a walk. I thought maybe you would know. I, I would, yeah, I don't really have plans. I was kind of just um, going to drink a lot of Diet Coke. We've had a day. I've had, it's been a day, but sure. I, I'll take a distraction from today. That would be great. Hey, if you, if you want to talk about your day. Uh... Oh, my God. I think I kind of do. <laughs> so let me tell you <laughs> about dead, dead people. Hey. Dead people died. Birdie, you've dropped Ronette off in front of her condo. And you wait for her to safely get inside. And you sit there for a minute. What do you do? The second that Renette uh, leaves the car and shuts the door, I think she turns off Cotton Eye Joe. It's full. It's it's a uh, purpose being fully fully explored, um, and now she needs something a little more introspective. And she goes for the B side of Abbey Road. It starts out a little stronger, but she's going to hit some of the more emotional ones closer to driving her way home. I do think she sits in the car for a minute, just takes in a minute to herself because um Ringo is more of a it well it's it's also a cozy place for her in the parking lot in front of the condo yes so as you sit there in Ringo in your cozy little place listening to songs and feeling the music maybe singing along intermittently you think back about the day was there anything that you were hoping to do did you have any goals with your behavior? Well, you know Birdie, and she is always one to try and act like half her age. And uh, she's got to show somebody that she's still got it uh, pretty much everywhere she goes. I would say she likely succeeded on both of those efforts. I'm going to say her uh, showing someone that she still got it is the numerous attempts of breaking and entering that she successfully and semi-unsuccessfully brought about. I think that's her, like, especially in her reminiscent ways of thinking back to Latita and uh, Birdie's shenanigans. She's definitely still got it in some of those senses. In particular, I would say she acted like a woman half her age, maybe around the time that she stole a random jar from this woman's kitchen and just took off running, but also took the wrong jar. So she wasn't really thinking too much. Um, and I think that's, that's very like young birdie of her. 
I think also just like antagonizing strangers is, is very like young birdie as well. Um, she does that anyway, but I think it was particularly spiteful towards certain podcasters this time around. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a fair, fair argument this time around. I think so. And you solved the mystery. Yeah. So that's uh three for me and it takes me uh, to a completed XP track. And then I get one extra. Is there uh, something that you feel like you've learned, like a like an ability you've learned? Is there a way that you feel a little more, a little stronger, a little more qualified in a certain area? I'm kind of in between two. Is this something I can discuss amongst my peers, or is this something that I should just choose myself? At this point, you can have an emotional conversation with them over space and time. Amazing. Um, time is soup. I th- I think Birdie. And myself, Holland. Hi. I'm kind of in between choosing an ability modifier and then going for the uh, Colt Seavers extra Maven move. Um, And that is once per session, you can take a plus 12, or sorry, a 12 plus on any role related to a wild or daring physical feat. I feel like that's kind of just her vibe, but also I'm interested in the idea of upping my vitality to be at three, which is the max. And my thought behind that is she could say, all right, this is my comfort junk food. I'm going to eat a bunch of fries and I'm going to cry about it. And then tomorrow, no more scones for me. I'm, I'm going healthy bitches. Um, and she's just going to be so healthy and, and, and vital So those are my thoughts. What are we thinking? What are we thinking, gang? I love that, but I I really like the the maven move where you can take a 12 plus. I I think that that is definitely a good birdie vibe. Yeah, like narratively, it feels right. Because she's more likely to throw herself into something more daring because she doesn't want... And it just works. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right, because she has the power of bullshitting on her side. So Correct. (laughs) Um, and yeah, there, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the Colt Seavers then. And bonus points. If you know what show he was from. Not Googling it. I'm not. <laughs> oh, typed it wrong. Shit. Colt <laughs> Seavers. The fall guy. Yeah. I knew that. You have to yeah. cut that bit in between. So people think that I knew that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, maybe. From your time climbing trees, considering climbing a barbed wire fence, exploring a cave and hiding under a bed, stealing a jar. Yeah, maybe you think like... Good at it. Yeah. It hasn't hurt me yet. I haven't had like consequences. I guess I never will again. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, you're in Ringo and you're driving and you're considering these gold coins. You're not home yet, but you are in your car. Do you have a plan for these these coins? I, as Holland, have just all of the bad vibes now. But yeah, as Birdie, I think she thinks it's a little funny. Um, so she's going to put it in the little... You know how a lot of cars have um, in between the uh, front seat and the passenger side seat, they have like a little coin dispensary thing. I think she's going to put them in there and like move some of the, the quarters that she has for when she goes to all these out. And she's going to just put the ones, the quarters in her like bag. And then she's going to put those nice little gold coins. Just like, they're just hanging, put a couple in her, like the old, like the old cigarette holder that is not used anymore in her, in her car. Um, anyone who knows anything about Volkswagen bugs are, are good. They're going to kill me. Uh, Cause I have no idea anything about this car. Um, but I'm just saying that it has, it has a little coin slot and also it has a cigarette holder probably um, in this particular version. Um, and if that's not the case, then birdie did it herself. Yeah. I think she just stuffs a couple in there. She thinks it's kind of funny. Um, she puts some in there. I think she's just like amusing herself by putting these random ass pirate coins in like, innocuous places is there anything that you've been carrying around with you that you feel like you don't need to carry around or anything that you that you keep in your cozy little place that in the back of your mind you're like you know i should always have that in my pocket or in my purse 
my, my cozy little items, all of those are at my house. None of them are really like put in purseable. Um, cause one is uh, a mannequin. Another is, um, the original yesterday and today Beatles album, but with the baby heads, uh, and the meat. Um, so I'm, that's never leaving the glass case. And then I have uh, a huge chunk of quote unquote blue amethyst. So I feel like those are a little hard to like move and groove with. I actually did want to ask about that because I feel like we have some more handheld fun stuff elsewhere, but I feel like those haven't really been useful or able to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, Would this be a nice place for transitioning? Is that what we're? Yeah. What do you think? Now that she's in her cozy place and she's kind of, uh, she's, she's less obsessed with uh provable fact in the way that she was kind of focused in on during this mystery. I think she finds while she's futzing with the, um, the coins, I think she finds a little, uh, a little chunk of actual purple amethyst that's like handheld. And it just, it brings her back to a really good time where she's like, oh, you know, I brought this around with me. It was a really great time in my life. I believed in the mystical powers of it. I'm going to start doing that again. I'm going to be a crystals bitch again. Um, And so she puts that in her purse, potentially training the purple amethyst for the blue amethyst. Mm -hmm. That works. Um, She still has uh, the map. I believe she did leave that in the car. So that's there safe in the the glove compartment. She checks around and she finds uh, one more flask. And this is like some real good old whiskey. And it's one of those where she takes a sip and it's like half a burst of confidence and half like nostalgic memories of something. And it just gives her that extra little boost she needs like, don't do this at home, kids. That's not healthy. But uh, <laughs> I think for her, she might just have that as like a, you know, a little, even if she doesn't drink from it, I think it's like a flask that she got at like a Renaissance festival. So it has like a positive memory to it. Something like it um, denotes a period of time in her life where she wasn't like bitter and frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lucky flask. I think I'm going to trade that in for the mannequin. And I'm going to leave the yesterday and today baby album for now, just in case. And as you're driving home, how far away from Renette's house do you live? A 10 or 15 minute drive. Mm -hmm. Not too much. It wouldn't be enough for like her to walk to the house, but you know, not, not too far. She's not alone with her thoughts for too, too long. It was supposed to be more of like an Airbnb type thing, but she ended up like staying there for like a long time, um, a lot longer. And I think she ended up just, you know, either renting it or buying it out, possibly with the divorce money. Uh, (laughs) And most of the house is just like weirdly not looking like Birdie. It just looks like kind of nice, an Airbnb. It doesn't have her flair to it in the same way. It, it feels weird going into those spaces, but then her music room is the one where it's like, oh, okay, good. This is Birdie. You know, walls and walls of records. And she's got this antique record player that she will not let anybody touch. And then she has the record player that she actually like uses. And, you know, just pictures lining the walls of the, of past stuff. She's got like a comfy couch or two in there, um, like really, really thick rugs, uh, the kind of rugs that you find in recording studios. And she probably, if you asked, was like, oh yeah, this was in the recording studio when so-and-so made this album. Um, and you know, they were just tossing it. And I was like, oh my God, I can refurbish it kind of thing. Things that have memories and then really colorful throws, all of that. So that's like her space in her house. Everything else looks weirdly normal. I think she's been renting it, but it's been like 10 years to the point that the people who she's been renting it to are like, do you want to just buy it? And she's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just vacationing. So you're driving on your way home. You're going towards, let's say the East side. There's a a pretty relaxing stretch of road that goes over a bridge 
over near the shore. That's always nice. And as you cross the bridge, you can see coming up on the right, uh, parked next to the, uh, in one of the, the pull-offs, is a Quaho's truck. Do you still have the box of artifacts? You know, I think we do still have it in the trunk. You see his truck pulled off to the side, and you see him further down near the shore in a beach chair fishing. I think uh, Birdie mutters to herself um, as she pulls off onto the side of the road. All right, I'll bite. I think she goes down and like kind of gets his attention. I'm sure that the car also makes him notice. Um, uh, oh, he does not notice at all when the car pulls up. He's sitting in the chair. He's got his hat pulled down over his eyes. He's got the fishing rod anchored into the beach in one of those PVC tubes. Man, if it were any other day, I feel like she would have honked the horn twice. But I think she th- I think she knows at this point, like, I think that's too much. I think we've done enough today. <laughs> so I think for once she decides to curb that impulse um, and just parks the car, gets out, uh, shuts the door and kind of just ambles her feet kind of like crunching on the the rocks and pebbles, I presume. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that he's breathing, uh, but he's not really reacting to your footfalls. Aquaho. Hello. Anyone in there? He pulls the hat up a little bit, turns his head, looks at you a little sideways, doesn't say anything. I have some extra burgers from the Berg. Mind if I join you? Kind of furrows his eyebrows a little bit. Mm. It's been a weird day. He's not really saying yes or no, just like (laughs) kind of curious. I have a a gift for you also, um, kind of a gift, not really a gift. It's more of like a, a bringing, bringing back kind of thing. Um, not that I, okay, I'm just going to go get it. Um, I go get the, the stuff from the trunk. I think she feels kind of, she's not quite sure how to bring it about. So I think she just keeps silent as she's bringing the stuff and just kind of sets it down gently to the side of his seat. Yeah, he doesn't really have a view inside the box until you set it down on the on the stones. And when he sees what this is, his eyes get really big and he stands up pretty quickly and he looks to you and he looks back and back and forth. Where did you get these? A little birdie told me you were looking around for them. That's a stupid joke. That's my... I don't know why I said that. Um, They were at a place that they were not supposed to be with someone who did not deserve them. And after cleaning some things out, um, just happened to find them. I figure you probably know best where they should be. But Um, how did you get them? You know, just a little like, okay, so you know, you know, the play Moose Murders. (laughs) And I tell him the whole story. Oh, yeah, the whole story about going in to the shop. Yeah, and why not? She just kind of sits down. She's like, he's engaged in conversation now. He's not going to get away from me. This is the closest that he has ever listened to you. He is following every word you say. And then Liam was just like, there? It was so weird. And we like made eye contact. And then he just kind of, yeah, I don't know what that is about. I haven't seen him since, but <laughs> that was weird. And then anyway. And why what why did you take them? Oh, well, they shouldn't have been in Nick Snacks. It wasn't for him. Wasn't that you mentioned? Mm-hmm. If if I'm wrong, I forgive me, but no. I just, it, it feels as though it wasn't his, his place to have them and he acquired them anyway. And from what I remember, you were upset about it. So it doesn't matter how I got them. It's just, it, it feels as though they should be not there collecting dust, especially after everything. 
But you didn't you didn't hear it from me. It's just between us, right? And he doesn't really nod. And he doesn't really respond. But he picks up the box and he looks back at you. Thank you. Of course. I am in your debt. Oh. I, no, no. I am in your debt. And that's important to you. And he doesn't really respond to that. But he turns and starts to carry the box back to his truck. Okay, but like, what do you mean by, are you going to like give specifics? Are we going to like, you still want, okay. You're really more of a silent type, aren't you? You just, you never just want to like talk. Do you, do you ever like get the feeling that you just need to, whatever, like whatever is fine. You will, we'll talk. I'll, uh, um, okay, cool. This is chill. I'll, I'll text you. Do I have your number? No. Can't. Can I? No. Understandable. Okay. I'll give. Can I give you mine? Is that no? You no. know what? It's fine. No. I'm. Not, I just, I'm not desperate. I sound desperate, and I'm not desperate. Um, this is fine. Cool. I'll just see you around then, or whatever. He gets inside his truck and he closes the door, and he just sort of sits there, very slowly goes through all of the items in the box. I think Bertie leaves him to it. She definitely feels like she didn't have the right words for any conversation with Aquaho, but I feel like in in general, this is the first conversation she, she's had with him that she gets it a bit more. I, I think that she just leaves him to himself to be able to go through the things that have been lost. Um, and are now found. And there's a moment when you pull out back towards your house, look in the rearview mirror, and just for a moment, you think that you might see a very large dog. Oh, God, it's that fucking thing again. What is that? And when you look twice, it's not there. Jesus. This is what I get. Universe, God, whoever, Stevie, Nix, what's happening? I do a nice thing and now I'm seeing fucking dog people again. God, I'm never going to be nice ever again. Turns up the radio. Tomorrow is Monday. And all three of you know that the very first read through with the full cast of Moose Murders is Monday evening you get a text in the book club text chain and Kushi's text says new book club member exclamation exclamation. Are we meeting this week? My hackles are raised. I don't like strangers. I I send a string of emojis that I think um, symbolizes. Yeah. We, I intend to meet this week. New book club member. But it's like it's thumbs it's like up books, <laughs> thumbs yeah. up books, palm tree, and then um, like the little monocle, yeah, emoji, yeah, thinking monocle, <laughs> um, sunset city emoji, a heart emoji, glitter emoji, all sorts of things. Uh, Georgie just likes that text in the thread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Birdie sends at least seven of the red angry faces with the like cuss. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the sensor bar. The sensor uh, bar with all of the little like uh, yeah. extra exclamation points and question marks and number signs in front of the mouth. She just sends seven of those. Mm-hmm. Georgie also likes that response. <laughs> <laughs> are we mad? Are we excited? I don't know. And then Kushi's follow-up text, what's the book for this week? Who is it? She texts into her phone um, from voice to text, and it's just, who is it? 
it doesn't have the same inflection yeah, that she did yelling into the phone. Yeah. Uh, she writes back, not flossy, sad face. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> new arrival. A new person picks the book. <laughs> she marks thumbs up. And that's the end of that chain for now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>